When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two years ago in July, July 1st of 2020. And that was a huge test for me to, to step away from this thing. When I had said, you know, I had this dream of building a $100 million company, I finally did that. And then, you know, be careful what you wish for because when you get it, you may not want it. And I got it and it just wasn't what I wanted. I wasn't happy in that role. I wasn't happy eventually doing that job and being in that business. A great company, still great friends with the owners who are my former partners. God threw me off the cliff and said, Hey man, you don't get a choice in this. And I, I left. And so that was that huge first test. What's up gang. Welcome to the greatness machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now listen, the greatness machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things, despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. What's up, everybody? On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how do you gracefully level up? How do you how do we level up as we are tested with all these different you know challenges to grow and to to reach that next level in our in our business and our careers? I'm going to walk you through some different you know my three different levels of growth and in my life and the challenges that I've really met to overcome and then to eventually grow into that next level and that big next success. Um, The other thing I'm going to talk about is. And towards the end of the podcast is what are some things you can do? What are the you know three or four things that I recommend that have worked really well for me to level up and grow and to do it in a way where it was less painful and to actually try to enjoy the process? So sit back, relax, kick back, throw your feet up, grab a brewski, do what you got to do, and uh, enjoy the show. What's up, gang? Welcome to this week's episode of The Greatness Machine. We are going to be doing a special solo today. I'm down here in Oaxaca, Mexico with my familia, as they say. I'm uh, down here abroad for a month. So I'm shooting, uh, actually shooting in a soundstage, which is kind of cool. Uh, we rented a house from a Grammy award-winning artist, uh, Leela Downs, and her and her husband have built this really cool place, and they have a actual music studio which is kind of cool so if you're if you're seeing this on video you see behind me there's some sound boards but yeah today i want to talk about something uh, unique and special and i you know as many of you listen to me know i'm a follower of patrick bed david and he's talking about how every time you do, you know you grow and you level up that you have to overcome two tests in life and it's funny i, I i'm like hmm, i wonder i kind of went back and started looking at the tests i've had to overcome to, to level up and um, I laughed uh, out loud a little bit because I said, man, I wish it was only two tests. 
And I started really thinking back and, and I wanted to take you through my journey of how I've leveled up. And I wanted to, to do that for a reason because I think that when we start to think about these tests that get thrown at us to grow, this is all around what Ray Dalio calls struggling well, right? And um, in his book, Principles, he talks about this concept of struggling well. And if you look at people who you know, really are engaged in life, they're always onto that next struggle. You know? And you think for yourself, I mean, anyone who's an achiever may, may completely, uh, I guess, agree with or, or, or relate to what I'm about to say is, you know, we, we have these goals in life. Like, oh, man, I can't wait till you know, I make the varsity team in sports. And then we make the varsity team and then it goes to the next. I want to make college. I want to make, I want to go D1, you know, and some people from there say, well, I want to go to pros, right? And some people reverse engineer that. say, I want to go to pros. And they're just kind of like stepping their way up, up through those ranks. But there's always that next goal. I, you know, even talking about high school sports for that matter, it's like, oh, I want to be a starter on my frosh soft team. You know, if you, for those of us that played sports, they might, may, um, you know, again, relate to what I'm talking about. And then you want to make that JV team. Then you want to make that varsity team. And then you want to, again, maybe you want to go on to play college sports. But but whenever you're trying to make that frost off team, you're not thinking about that that college team. You're thinking about what's in front of you. And so I don't think this this is really any different in love. I think I think if life was easy, everyone would would be accomplished. And there's a reason why a small percentage of people do uh, become accomplished, whether whether that's in their career or that's in uh, per- personal life or that's in, um, you know, in a business. And so I want to I'm going to tell a little bit of my story because you know I when I heard Patrick talking about this idea that oh I think you get thrown two tests before you level up I said I just went and did kind of a retrospective of myself because I I think in life you know especially in my business life at least when I look at my level ups you know they've happened so far three different times. Um, and, and I, and I'm going to take you all the way back to my first level up, which was, became the success of my first business, which was Twin Capital Mortgage. Um, but if you know my story and if you don't, you won't know that that came through four tests that happened. The first test was I started my first business in college with my brother called Shaw's Brothers Productions. It was an event promotion company. We threw nightclub parties in Southern California. And in 2001, that blew up. We lost hundred thousand dollars and it failed. The same week that failed, that was brutal. It sucked. I mean, it was really painful. I was thrown another test in that I was fired from my my first job in mortgage. And many of you don't know that. That in in fact, you know, becoming one of the top CEOs in the mortgage industry, my first job in mortgage, I was fired from as an as a loan officer. At least I was a in mortgage in high school a little bit, but but I actually got fired from it because they didn't have a good training program and I didn't you know know what I was doing. So. Um, that was I had those two failures happen at the same moment. Um, that led me to move to San Francisco, where you know at 23 years old I move up to San Francisco to take a job as a stock trader. Well, I start the job September 3rd, 2001. So eight days later, it's 9/11 becomes the the hardest market to trade as a stock trader probably in the history of trading. You know, in that time period at least. And I saw the firm I was at shrink dramatically, and again throwing that other test, mind you. This job was based, I got paid purely based off of my profitability, which meant I had to work seven other jobs, night jobs, weekends. I mean, I taught kids art in the Tenderloin in San Francisco and computers on the weekends. I bounced, I threw nightclub parties. I was an admin for a bunch of people. I mean, I did focus groups up, up the wazoo. You name it, I did it to, to survive. So that was this third massive test that was thrown at me. And, it, and one could argue that that may have been a combination of multiple tests. Um, and then last but not least, I 
I started a magazine. It was called Cover SF. And again, at this point in my life, I was involved in the nightclub business. And it was just like, was a nightclub magazine that a friend, Dan Newhall, and I had started. And, and again, uh, we were met with another test that failed. So I had four tests that failed that eventually led me to stumbling into another mortgage job, which became successful and led to Twin Capital Mortgage, which was my first big success as an entrepreneur. And, and so when, when I hear Patrick say two, two tests and then you level up, I'm like, eh. it, it, when I look at my story, it's four tests and then I level up. You know, I have to try three or four times something, you know, experimenting. And I have a good friend, Nick Peterson, who was a guest on the show a couple of years ago, who said, explore, exploit. And this is exploration mode. We got to explore different ideas and test different concepts and try different jobs before we we level up. We get that next success under our belt. Uh, in this case, you know, when I look at Twin Capital, that's me. You know, making that 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 frosh soft team, right? That's me, me making that that successfully. You know, having that first success in business. Well, you know, that next level up, which became the money source. When you look backwards at that story for myself, and again, I'm thinking in the, co- in the context of what was the test that I went through to level up? And I, I implore you to do the same when you start thinking of yourself when we're going through these challenges in our lives. Are we embracing these tests as tests that are going to teach us something that are going to make us better so that we can become the person we're trying to become? Or are, th- are we going to grind through them and struggle through them? And sometimes the tests tell us what we're you know, I don't think sometimes I actually think most of the time the tests tell us where we need to go. They say, hey, no, this is not the right direction. You need to back up. This is not your strong skill set, or you don't have the right team in place, or you don't have the right capital structure, and or you're in the wrong space, right? And these tests, they're really indicators and they leave us breadcrumbs. They leave us clues to what our next next success, where we need to go if we want to lead to our next success. So when I look at my next success, which became the money source, which became, you know, starting this, this company that grew from 30 to 1,000 employees in 36 months, I became the number nine highest rated CEO on America on Glassdoor. We were best place to work. It was my first, you know, nine-figure company that I built. Well, let's rewind back for a moment. You know, when I had the Twin Capital, which was, you know, got up to $8.4 million in revenue. It was 40th fastest growing company in the United States. But it imploded. So I had that big test in 07, August of 07, capital markets shut down. My company was, had had the best year it ever had in 06. And it, quickly, I joked though, when I went to um, the Inc. 5000 conference that year, that I was the 40th fastest shrinking company in the United States. So I got bullseye, just a bullet to the head almost. And then struggled with that failure for a couple of years, trying to pivot and iterate. Ended up pivoting into reverse mortgage. Most people don't know this story. and. Business took off. Went, you know, our business went from, you know, it was a couple hundred thousand dollars a month of break-even revenue to, you know, five six hundred thousand dollars a month where we were actually making pretty good money. Again, well, no quicker did that start to have success, but then that market failed, and and I quickly realized I was like, man, what I'm doing is not working. So I had this second test where I I pivoted. Finally, had the pivot get traction. Finally, I mean, this is in like. Oh, oh nine, right? This is January of oh nine. August of oh seven was when my business imploded. So this is almost a year and a half later, 18 months of just, just grinding and pivoting and being tested and launching a new product and going into a new market and 
doing all these things to try to survive. And then that blew up 90 days after it, we found some success in it. So by May of 09, that blew up. Again, rug got pulled out from under. I then pivoted that business. I shut that company down, which was a huge challenge. And I went in and started doing joint ventures. And I had a series of multiple joint ventures that we went into place into, and one of which was where I actually moved to Southern California with my brother. I had an eight-month-old son at the time. My wife and my son were up in San Francisco. There's a company called Morgan Strauss down in Southern California that we tried buying into to become owners in because they had done, they were in a part of the market that we wanted to be in that we were seeing that there was potential for success. I moved down there. I tried to, you know, make it work. We were down there for 120 days, August, September, October, November, December, excuse me, 150 days we were down there. And that partnership ended up becoming a no-go. One of the owners did not like my brother. Basically, I got a call on Christmas Eve, I think it was, when I was home saying, hey, we love, we want to work with you, but you know, we don't want your brother in the deal. And it was it was a huge mistake because my brother was uh, my brother and this this partner just were not seeing eye to eye, and I was put in a position where I was like, well, it's both of us or none of us, and that was the end of it. And that deal blew up. So again, another challenge, right? At this point, this is the end of 2010. So uh, multiple tests, right? Still no success. I had a five year period. Now, m- mind you, this was in the depths of the Great Recession, and maybe maybe you tested more when the environment's less fertile. You know, so when Patrick's talking about two tests, then you level up. He's like, well, maybe that's a generic statement because in in my case, I'm 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 giving you examples now of at least what it took for me. Maybe I'm just slow, so so it's double the effort for me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, we went and did that, and then we ended up partnering with Pacific Union Financial. And when I partnered with them, we brought all of our business from Morgan Strauss, and found success there, but then the rug, the rug got pulled out from under, you know, we, we, there is a new executive team that was brought in. There was a huge culture clash that blew up, which eventually led to the money source. I took all that business with me to money source. So four tests or four struggles or tests, which eventually lead to me partnering with the money source and growing in the, tw- one of the largest lenders in the United States and growing this nine figure business and all the awards and all that great stuff. So when I look and when I hear when I when I see people, you know, complain about things being hard, or even myself at this point, when I look at when I'm in the middle of something and it's not going the way I want to, I, I always remind myself that look, that things are not always easy. If they're if you want if you want to do something challenging, you know, you want to grow a a nine figure company, you want to have that high level executive job, you know, yeah, for some people maybe they get it through nepotism or you know it comes easy to them, but I don't I just don't ex- I don't have those expectations. When I go into the deal, I don't have those. I expect it to be hard. I expect it to not work until it works. And and again, hearing Patrick talk about two times you're tested, then you win. In my case, so far, I've given you two examples of four times I, I, I get tested before I win. And and so I'm now in, into that next phase. Um, I had a huge challenge in 2019 when I didn't want to be the CEO of TMS anymore. And I decided to take a step back. And it eventually sold my interest in the company. And two years ago, actually yesterday, in July, July 1st of 2020. And that was a huge test for me to step away from this thing. When I had said, you know, I had this dream of building a $100 million company. I finally did that. And then, you know, be careful what you wish for, because when you get it, you may not want it. And I got it. And it just wasn't what I wanted. I wasn't happy in that role. I wasn't happy eventually doing that job and being in that business. Great company, still great friends with the owners who are my former partners, 
But God threw me off the cliff and said, hey, man, you don't get a choice in this. And I, I left. And so that was that huge first test. And, and so I started thinking about, well, what, what are the tests that, because right now I feel like I'm in the middle of my next round of four tests, right? Um, I have all these aspirations and goals of what I want to build and uh, next, but I'm still trying to figure out, well, what does that look like? And so, you know, the next test I had was, you know, the launch of my book, The Core Value Equation. And that was a huge test, right? Uh, became a number one bestseller on Amazon, which one would say is a huge success. But but then there was that aftermath of, well, what do I do next? Okay, I finished that book launch, middle of, of, of COVID, you know? And and right now, you know, I'm seeing the, that I'm going through a couple more tests. You know, I'm, I've launched this product, which is ScaleMap, which is a scale product for business CEOs. And, you know, you may hear this in our ads where I, I, it's a product that I'm selling. And, and we've, you know, it's a great product. We have amazing response from our CEOs that use it. But in the middle of launching, we're doing Facebook launch uh, ads and Facebook advertising blows up. So dealing with that, you know, grind of the Facebook ads not working um, and us trying to pivot and figure that out. Um, I have a one-on-one co- coaching practice. And in my one-on-one coaching practice, a lot of my clients are mortgage CEOs. Well, they're going through probably the toughest market they've seen in, in since the Great Recession. So I'm seeing my clients struggle. And I'm, and, and I'm a person that, that, you know, if I'm part ever in your world, you'll see that I take as much ownership as, 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 as anyone can of, of what I do. So when I'm helping CEOs navigate their business and grow their business, and I'm seeing that their businesses are, are going through a lot of struggles, um, for me, that becomes challenging. I, I, I'm internalizing the challenges of the market as well. And so I'm in the middle of my my four, my next four tests, my next four challenges. You know, the first of me of mine leaving my business, second of mine launching my book, and then trying to figure out what's next. One could argue that the, the greatness machine in of itself is is a test. You know, I want this to become one of the largest podcasts in the world. And you know, we just cracked top 100 business podcasts on Chartable the last couple of weeks. Great success, but but you know it's a far cry from one of the top in the world or the top in the world. It's it's going to take a lot more work. So I'm in the middle of that test right now, trying to figure that out. How do I do that? While at the same time, having a bunch of clients getting crushed when I'm trying to help them in their businesses. So I'm I'm I look at that, and sometimes I I'm like anybody else. I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? And then uh, other times I say, no, nah, man. This is part of it. This is you growing as a person. This is you learning how to help people in this new way. And you need to embrace this struggle. As, as Again, as Ray Dalio says, you need to struggle well. So um, I'm, I've started to change my mentality, which is if it was easy, everyone would do it. I've always said that to myself. But then when you're in the hard part, it's hard to sometimes eat it and take it. You know, And I'm sure some of the listeners out there are leading to what I'm doing. So I have a few pieces of advice, at least that helped me. And so number one is, um, I think that it's hard when we're struggling, you know, and, and I think that having peers and having friends that we can, you know, talk to and, and get out there and be active with, I think makes a huge difference. Um, activity begets, begets activity. So I do believe that being, trying, testing, being active as, as Nick says, explore, exploit, we need to go through the exploration phase to figure out what's going to work for us, but we need to do it. We need to create activity and we need to go out there and do it with people we respect, we need to build our networks. And I think by doing that, it, it opens up our eyes to what the possibilities are. The second thing that I wanted to talk about was, I, you know, I went through a, a coaching program with Dr. Jeff Spencer, who was a former guest on the show. And we did a, a three or four month program. And, you know, 
he he said something to my to, to my point previously regarding going out and creating activity, which is he says action organizes, action organizes. So again, we want to go out there. We want to, we want to create activity, but but we want to do that because action organizes. And when we have action, it organizes our thoughts. We see that oh, that works. That didn't work. There's a great book, uh, The Lean Startup by Eric Ries, which talks about this idea of. We don't know what the market wants. You know, we don't know how we're going to fit into the world that we're trying to create. A lot of people, especially if you're out there trying to push the envelope or do things that you haven't done, get out of your comfort zone. Being out of your comfort zone means you're, you're not comfortable in the environment you're in. It means you're doing things that you probably haven't done before. So to expect instant success, which, hey, look, some people get it, man. Some people, they, I have friends and I see them land perfectly. It's like, it's like sorry, guys, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I see people land their perfect landing the first time they try something sometimes and i go hey man more power to them but for every person that you you know you see those and those are huge things everyone talks about uh, which leads me to another quote which is success has many fathers and failures an orphan no one talks about their failures i i'm i'm a person that's uh, vulnerability is one of my superpowers so i'll talk about my failures but you know failures an orphan so and no one's going to tell you about their, their failures. But, you know, going back to what I said earlier, having those peer groups, you know, I, I, do, I do it through Entrepreneurs Organization and through Tiger 21. But having those peer groups and, and finding some camaraderie around the challenges is one way for us to get feedback, right? And to know that we're not alone. And, and we could talk about our challenges. And, and in smaller environments, I find that people are more willing to be vulnerable and open up. And so you can start to learn from their struggles. And again, if we're going to go about this Ray Dalio process of struggling well, we need to have an environment. You can't do it in an office by yourself. You know, in this work from home situation, it can be lonely. I work from home. I have a team, and it gets lonely for me. And so, for me, getting out, getting out there, and doing stuff—that's how I know that I'm at least, you know, I'm moving around. I'm shaking it off. I'm moving on to what's next. And you know, I'm starting to get some semblance of an idea of what I want next to look like. You know, I've been working with CEOs. For the last couple of years, which is something I always wanted to do. I wrote a book around the core value equations, something I always wanted to do. And now I have this, this platform I'm building with the greatness machine, which is a way for me to connect with some of the greatest minds in the world and learn from them and meet business owners and meet people that have done fascinating things. And so where I'm landing is, is I believe what's next for me is, a, is kind of a combination of all those things. And I'm not going to disclose what it is right now because it's something I'm working on stealth mode behind the scenes but but i i'm seeing it all come together and again i want to say this for me it's it's recognizing that it's not maybe you know two tests like david says for me i've recognized you know man it's really like four or five tests and as as my good friend ryan levex uh has said so graciously to me he says you know i'm going to nickname you tenacious d because you're a tenacious person and you don't give up and i think that that's probably my biggest strength that i have as an entrepreneur and business owner, is I recognize that the process is is the win. It's getting through that process and learning and growing and becoming better. But but again, going back to my mentors and coaches is number one, find that peer group, you know, and you can do it through uh, many different avenues. Meetup.com is a good one. Uh, we we interviewed, I interviewed the CEO of that company on the show, and he's a, he's a great resource. And you know, that's a really good resource to find people that are interested in what you're interested in. And, and another thing, last thing I'll add is go and surround yourself around the people that are doing the things that you want to do. You know, for me, you know, to give you a little hint, I'm super interested in private equity, you know, that is, and I'm interested in podcasts, of course, but, 
I'm super interested in private equity. So what am I doing? I'm out there talking to people that have started private equity funds right now. That's where I'm spending a lot of my time as I can find those opportunities. That, that didn't happen by itself. That happened because I'm out there looking and I'm talking to people. So again, the four things I'm going to recommend as we're tested, as we go through these tests to level up, is find a peer group, right? Action, do some activity. Go out there and be act, active, right? Action organizes, as Dr. Jeff Spencer says, right? So we're going to go out there. We're going to, we're going to find a peer group. We're going, to, we're going to organize our actions and go out there and find the people that are doing the things that you want to do and go interview them and meet them and talk to them. People, are, people will give you their time if they know you're serious, right? They want to help. Find that people want to be helpful. And, and most importantly, don't give up. Um, we only have one life to live. And as Dalio says, we want to struggle well through it. So um, those, are, those are the four pieces of advice that I, am, I can give you right now that I'm at least living by to struggle well through this journey right now as I'm tested in my four tests to get to my next level. And, um, and I hope this helps you level up in your journey. So um, with that said, I'm going to peace out. Go back to my, my Saturday here in Oaxaca, Mexico. We'll talk to you all soon. Peace out. Love you. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on, and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the Podcast Princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.